Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Share the Newsletter. I named this one, God, We Got Nine Minutes. Let's get into it. <laughs> Probably not the way you read it, but that's the way I said it when I uh, when I t- entitled it, and you'll find out why. So, I'm sitting here on the corner of the streets that intersect my kids' school. To be exact, I'm laying on a bench. Hannah had a game tonight. I wasn't feeling good at all today, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, none of it. I'm having one of those any time now, God, kind of days. One of those days that makes non-believers look at you and say, see, you do all that believing, but you're still suffering a lot. That's why I don't mess with faith. Look, he's pissed at God kind of days (laughs) to that sentiment i say leave me alone i'm just over here talking to my dad sometimes it ain't pretty but don't get it twisted i'm still talking to the only one that can help i think i arrived at school on my last few fumes that were in my tank i got here and i had about nine minutes Till I figured out Hannah's team would be taken to court. I could have rushed in and gotten a seat. I could have gotten those freaking stairs out of the way. And believe you me. Me and those narrow ass stairs. We got a beef that's going on for like the last three years. It's been me versus those stairs. But I didn't want to go inside empty. So I sat down. I sat on the steps of her school and I prayed. I needed a fill up, so I prayed. It wasn't a pretty prayer at first, I'm not going to lie. More on that later. But after a little time of me and God tussling, a scripture came to mind. It said, fear not, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There's nothing about the scripture that said there was anything that I had to do. And all day I was feeling on empty for the things that I couldn't do. For the things I couldn't provide. Just to put a little bit more context into the the podcast version. But there wasn't anything that I could do. And I felt it. And I felt worthless that day. And so for him to say... I will do it. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you. Is exactly what I needed to hear, but I wouldn't have heard that until I until I just paused and took a moment. The next thing I feel promised to prompted to play this song. It's called Wait on You, featuring Dante Bo. Uh it's off of Elevation and Maverick City's album. But I didn't even know that it was an Elevation or Maverick City song because I only look. I just only searched up Dante Bo because of his play, his part on it. And if you're looking at the screenshot at the bottom of the screenshot of of the song that I play, yes, I named Hannah's AirPods. Joel's daughter is a badass <laughs> because I did forget that I did that until I put this screenshot into this into this uh, piece. But I want her to get the subliminal reminders. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's needed at every age, at this age, you know, 
where she's at. She needs to hear it. She needs to know it. There's a lot of things telling her that she's not it. So anyways, Joel's daughter is a badass. Is the name of, they're my iPods now, but I gave them to her originally, but she got some new ones. So I got the old ones and whatever. That's how we got there. Anyway, I could feel the stress fall off in those nine minutes. It was a little shot in the spirit. I needed it. I wanted to be present for Hannah's game. And, you know, I needed to take a moment. I needed to take a deep breath. I needed pouring into a little. I needed some good news to help me shift my perspective so that I could shift into presence. Hannah is nursing a high ankle sprain right now. And she got it in her game last week. She was visibly hurting, uh, and that was tough to watch. I could tell that she was pushing through. Uh, she made some great plays. I, I tell you, the kid is natural at volleyball. It's just she just instinctively knows what to do most times. It's fun to watch, even though she was off of her game tonight because of the injury. I could also tell that something was going on inside her heart. And it wasn't the first time that I knew something was been going on with her. I found out something was going on this past weekend, but I didn't have a lot of details. The few times I checked in on her to see how she was doing over the weekend, she told me that she was sad. And I didn't get many more details. I didn't push or pry. I just had to give her some space, let her know I was there. And that's a tough mission for a parent who cares. Let me tell you, it's, it's really tough to know because you want to know what's going on with your kid or your friend or your significant other or insert whatever else into the relationship part of this message when you know that they're sad or you know that they're either they're going through something but as they get older and as sometimes the, the relationship matures you have to back off a little bit you have to move out of the catch me dad hands and get out of range for if she falls it's not as simple as it used to be. She used to get to the edge of the pool and make sure that I was paying attention before she jumped in. Catch me, daddy. And I had a heads up. I was requested. And without me, the fall would have been dangerous for her. Fast forward a decade, and the best thing I can do for Hannah some days is to remind her that I'm close, but give her some distance. And trust me, I wanted to know what the heck was going on. But I just had to let her know that if she wanted to talk or needed me, that I'd be close. And that's all I could do in those moments for her. They lost the game uh, in the third set. It was a rough game for the team, rough game for Hannah. Her injury definitely affected her gameplay. Her mental state definitely affected her gameplay. I could see that too. After the game ended, she asked me if she could head home, if I could head home without her. And if she could just catch the bus home, she said, I need to talk it out with someone, dad, really important. I couldn't let her catch the bus home in the dark. I mean, obviously, especially since I was there and I could get her home safe. I told her, I get it. You need to talk, but you can either FaceTime when you get home or I can wait. I'll go sit on the bench. I'll go sit on my bench. I had named it because I sat on it a few times waiting for her and then I'll let you talk it out with your friend but I'm not leaving you I'm not leaving without you 
She agreed. I texted her once I got down to my bench, and I said, take your time, babe. I'm totally fine. And I waited. Matter of fact, I'm sitting here right now as I'm writing this portion of the piece, waiting for my kid to get her communication on. And, you know, this is the part that I wanted to talk to you all about. So many other times I just rush the whole thing and be like, no, kid, we got to go home. Call them or y'all live on FaceTime. FaceTime them. I mean, realistically, it hurts to not be horizontal most days for me. So my pain could have been built up, especially after sitting on the wood benches in the gym. People without sciatica leave bleachers with a sore butt. (laughs) So maybe it's physical. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's money you're stressing out. Maybe it's the coworker that just wouldn't shut up at work. And we we show up to support our kids and we're on empty. And there's the message. There's the reason that this piece keeps calling me back to finish it. Thank you, God. Thank you. I just started writing this because I didn't, I didn't know what the message was going to be. I could tell that the spirit said, if you start writing it, I'll connect the dots and I'll fill in the blanks. But I wasn't really sure why I started this piece until just now. The only reason we had a different and better interaction in that moment when Hannah wanted to catch the bus home and talk it out with a friend was that break, was that pause. So I want to focus a little bit on that pause. But but it was a pause that I took right before I went into the game. I had tears about to burst out of my eyes as I got to the school. My heart has so much pain and so much hurt in it over the loss of my friend Bob Tom, for Diana, for their family. I had just had another really irrationally difficult day. I'm just in pain. I'm exhausted. I'm at the end of my rope when I get out of that car to, to arrive at the house, at, drive at the school. And I look at the time on my phone. It's 521 p.m. Central St- Standard Time. All right, God, we got nine minutes. Let's get into it. Your word says, call to me and I will answer you. And I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. That's from Jeremiah 33 and 3. And I had some unsearchable things that I was baffled about, God. And I need to know what's the word, Lord of Lords. Like, seriously, bro. Like, what is going on? How the heck did you let Cash App stop working to do instant transfers today? That You, you let that happen to me, bro. At the exact time that I needed it to make it to Anna's game? Like, come on, man. Cash app goes down? Like, what are the odds of that? I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get home, bruh. I'm out here proclaiming my faith and taking these steps. And, and I'm taking all the actions that are that are needed behind the faith just to back it up to make sure that my actions are, you know, in the game and in accordance with what you want me to do. 
And I still can't fix it, God. Ain't you gonna let Cash App go down, bro? The exact hour that I need it? Like, I know, I know. I know it's petty, right? But it's honest. And it's what I was thinking in that moment with all the hurt and all the everything and all the crap just sitting. I was, I was, as I was sitting there, as I was bitching and moaning to God about the things he already knows about, (laughs) by the way, and he's already seen me through, by the way, as I was bitching about it. I feel him suggest something to look up the scripture that you learned five or six years ago. Remember the one where the Wi-Fi password was part of it and the and the, the router name was part of it, right? The Wi-Fi password for that cafe in the West Loop, Nohia Cafe, 4110 was the password, right? The login name was Isaiah. That was the pa- that was the Wi-Fi name. So it was Isaiah 4110. Okay, bet. Isaiah 4110, I remember stumbling across the scripture then. And that's why it's so impactful now because not just do I remember the meaning of it, not just are you pointing me back to it and there's more for me there that I even got the first time. But there's been a, a habit and there's been a practice of 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 finding scripture, finding the words that you say, finding the promises that you've promised. And now it's being reminded to me. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 NIV means to me, Joel, chill, bro. I got this and I'm right next to you. I'm right here, bro. It's not like I'm far. I'm right here. I'm going to make you stronger while I'm here. This is how I hear scripture. This is how I, how it makes me feel personally with strength, with relatability. And it's for me. Because I got I got the benefit of being pointed back there in that moment. And so I get it. And so the next prompt that I get to play, uh, to wait on you featuring Dante Bo, that's my jam. Normally I play it when I'm the most discouraged in God's plan with God's plan because in the moment it all seems so heavy. The pieces aren't all meshing and it's also confusing to say out loud when I'm overwhelmed. It's a great song for my heart because when you are waiting, you are still hoping. It's in the moments when you feel like you don't have enough hope to wait, that you get into really, really dark and difficult places. And I've been there. So I know what it's like to forget about waiting on God. And, and side note, if you find yourself in one of those places today, please shoot me a message. And I'm not kidding about that. I do not take this lightly. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a Discord. Shoot me a text. Smoke signal. Whatever it is you got. If you there's access to me here somewhere, I'll put our disc, my Discord, the share Discord, in the bottom of this message. If you need me, you got, you have someone that will walk with you, that will pray with you, that will take time. Every week with you. Just to listen, just to reflect, just to whatever it is 
that the Spirit prompts me to do in the moment, but I'll be with you. And I'll stand with you in the darkness, and I'll bring a lamp that doesn't hurt your eyes. And we'll find help together. I promise. That's my promise. I've, I've been making it since the beginning. Before I knew that I was going to go through this season, I've been saying that, and I've always meant that. And people can can verify that I mean that. But yeah, circling back a little bit, yeah, I get mad at my daddy, okay? Like pissed at my father. Every kid gets upset with their parents. It's normal. Every kid thinks they know better than their parents sometimes. Every kid bitches about it. Point is, I'm talking to him about it. And I say it out loud and in prayer and as I'm confessing my distaste for his grand plan some days, I can hear how stupid I sound because I'm saying it out of my mouth. I'm confessing it. And my spirit instantly picks up on it and points out the hubris of the words and in me stomping my feet to a creator that made every interwoven pattern in the back of a butterfly wing. And it's so powerful that I have to say, what am I talking about? This is the God that in four words said, let there be light. And it was a thing. Light was a thing. It happened based on the strength of his words. And I'm sitting here like, this plan sounds God. How easily I forget and how sorry I am, God, for forgetting so often how good you are. Thank you so much for the reminder with that scripture and that song. You reminded me of how good you are and have always been. Call that a spiritual snack. Yo, and I think that same day I was pouting so bad that I didn't even feel like asking him nothing. I'm, I'm blessed to have been able to have a few minutes fall into a time of reset and I got to have a good little spiritual snack and I I just am thankful for that that moment those nine minutes I was ready to get it on let's get it on fight and this is what you this is how you win the battle God you you bless me with this reset And now fast forward to the end of the game. And after her talk, my kid came out, came out of school about an hour after I had walked around that corner and laid on that bench. And I was resting. I I, I resisted watching a stream or doom scrolling. I just started writing this piece. She came out after about two solid pages of me into this page, this piece long enough for me to know that it was going to be a truthful, vulnerable and intriguing lesson for me to learn. Like God had to get the hooks in me too to finish writing it. And we ha- we got to reclaim some of our time and we got to reclaim some of our time by getting in some of those spiritual snacks more often. We got to fill up, but we got to have a snack when we can't have a whole meal. We got to stop and see what God's got to say. 
it might even start with a, how could you allow this God kind of posture, like my prayer started, or a confused posture, or a posture of grief or brokenheartedness. But all I suggest is get there, go, go talk to your father. He wants to hear from you. And don't be calling him out his name or anything like that, because imagine someone came at you like that. I'm just saying. I think a popular one that I see in movies is, I don't know if you're out there, God. I don't know if you're listening, man. Try opening with that. I bet he loves that line. (laughs) Loves it. But seriously, he said, call to me and I will answer. So that's between you and him. But that's his promise to answer. Just don't don't miss it or be too closed off to catch it. That would be big sad. Yes, he could appear to you in person and scruffy up your hair and say, hey, it's me, God. And then float back up to heaven and right in front of your eyes. He could, but it could be plain today, plain as day to some people and we'll still decide to not believe in him so i think like any parent he knows that the parlor tricks are just for birthday parties and maybe family gatherings but the hard parts of doing life the hard parts that aren't told or talked about the places where shame and hurt live you can talk to your daddy respectfully but angrily respectfully but hurt respectfully but vulnerable and wide open you can cry to him you keep thinking he's going to be like hey I already told you this like five or six times I keep thinking that he's going to say that to me but he doesn't he's gentle when I need it and he's firm when I need it too like any good dad Hannah came around the corner. I am so sorry, dad. Oh my goodness. I'm so, so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Her. Yeah, really? Me? Yeah, babe. You said you needed to communicate with someone face to face and it seemed like it was important to you. So I got you and we'll go home safe together. I really appreciate that, dad. I do. That feeling, hearing her say that, it felt so good. Truly. I'm really hard on myself, but the authenticity, like the realness, I can't even emulate it as I'm trying to speak it. But the, the deep gratitude in her voice let me feel how real it was. It's like this parent swoon that we get to experience every once in a blue moon with teenagers it's like oh this is good this feels good you know and after we got home from the game hannah just talked and talked and shared and shared i got caught up with the whole weekend worth of life events i got caught up with everything that has going on in the social life of hannah marie i found out who she's talking to why she recapped the whole history she heard you know i heard her tell me that all so and so does is talk shit about people and it sucks 
and I'm not supposed to be proud, but I'm kind of proud of her because she used the S word, but she used it in perfect context and her delivery was on point. And somehow respectfully still like the hesitation, you know, I mean, shit talkers are tough to deal with. Right. And it is a big problem for her generation. Sometimes they even make our adult life feel like we're back in high school. So she's not wrong. But I should probably tell her not to cuss. But I, her delivery was perfect. Anyways, we talked for a solid hour. Then off and on, throughout the short time that she was up, the combo even spilled into the next day because of what she had shared. I got to text her a couple of scriptures about what came up as she talked. Reminders about her value. Reminders of the way that uh, truth heals and just good things for her soul that I had a chance, an opportunity, a pleasure, an honor to process with her and give her the next day. A lot of good came from that nine minutes. An old friend posted this on Instagram and it fell and I felt like it was a perfect affirmation for this piece. In this story, raising children who won't have to recover from their childhood is a powerful parenting goal it's from something called We Nurture Collective. I don't even know what it is or whatever, so I don't know anything about the bit, but I'm just trying to give it props or give it, give it a shout out for, for posting, you know, a true comment here. But man. Things that any of us go through are going to leave a mark on our kids and our relationships around us. And I bet a lot of you guys never even realized this, that your kids, they may not have to go through the same emotional repair, trauma, you know, situate like repairing situation that you had to go in. So the, the, the powerful parenting goal is that we get a chance to do something different, right? To protect our kids from some of that, some of the things that we know better about now. We understand more. And we can make it our goal to set these kids up with a better than a lot of us grew up in. As far as trauma goes. And we are. And I am. And you are. And I'm proud of us for doing it. Our kids in this next generation is going to have a different foundation and a stronger foundation because of it handling our shit is the best way to not pass on our shit to our kids and i know i'm one that that needed the spiritual snack in that moment you know i can see a commercial now you know, an over dramatically dirty and dingy man enters the scene fussing and screaming at God, right? He gets handed a Snickers bar, but instead of Snickers, it says prayer on the wrapper. And the other Snickers bar says praise on the wrapper. And then the and then, you know, a stop clock counting backwards, starting at nine minutes. Then a boxing bell rings. Ding, ding, ding. Prayer really satisfies, you know, like again, the same like Snickers really satisfies you song. And it flashes across the cheesy screen and then cut scene to me acting like a normal glowing human trying to catch their kid's volleyball game and relate to his kid in, a, in, to, in order to maintain healthy connection with her. 
the snack literally fed us both and fed us for days. Maybe the story will even bless someone else. Maybe someone else that's even reading this could be blessed by this snack. Maybe someone else will open up a little bit more space for themselves and for the kids to communicate. I know I'll try to look for more places that I'm rushed or frustrated or taking out my frustration on my kid or just not being as present for her. I'll be looking for more opportunities to have a snack, to take a pause. I will. It's the only snack food that I know of that can make you healthier and healthier. You know what I'm saying? And I like my snacks. And by the way, I'm mentioning parenting a lot because I'm a parent. And some of these situations are revealed in the relationships of mine. But the good news about the good news is that it applies to everything. My relationship with God now is more like that of a child and his dad. So I tend to find a lot of relationship clarity for me when I realize that God is my father and I always needed this father in my life. So lots of transferable parenting references and experiences will be heard in what I write and how I communicate. But this is for everyone, I promise. I just don't want to alienate anyone who may feel specifically like their singleness hasn't been honored or their loss hasn't been honored. But I just pray for all of us that no matter what, we know that our dad loves us. He's never far. And he's wanted what's best for you and the people that care about you too for a long time. Thank you for sharing this adventure with me. I'll talk to you guys soon.